0: Welcome loveys to another episode um, on Universal Spirit um, with Karma's Eye Psychic LLC. This is Christina. Um, Today's episode we're gonna talk about um, something a little bit touchy, um, but I know we need to get it out there. We need to talk about it. So this whole idea about spiritual or cultural appropriation And wondering if this happens in the spiritual community Um, Absolutely So we're going to talk about it um, Because I definitely want your feedback And I definitely want your questions And I I really want to have a conversation about this particular situation So we all know about regular cultural appropriation, right? Um, People who are assumed to be of a certain race or a certain culture to then go and try to either duplicate, um, replicate, um, or mimic a different culture or a separate culture or a culture that they are not immediately affiliated with or uh, a culture that they are not... Um, supposed to be affiliated with or just not naturally affiliated with people would not assume that you know a little girl in India would want to get cornrows um, like a little girl in Camden New Jersey so you know for her to do that you know just in layman's terms that would be almost like cultural appropriation oh they're trying to be like us and vice versa um, does this happen in the spiritual community? absolutely uh we do have the huge debate about sage sage I think is the number one spiritual appropriated thing um conversation debate uh just literally on fire div- dividing people constantly uh about sage is only supposed to be used for the native american culture and it's only going to help the native american culture that is what they do to cleanse and only that is a closed you know that is a closed practice okay you know what would be the difference between appropriation and a closed practice that is a question please answer that for me and what your thoughts on that is Okay, So sage, I believe, is the biggest thing when it comes to spiritual appropriation It seems as though um, people think that that is something that only Native Americans should be doing However, we see across the board, um, sage being used in almost every uh, spiritual culture You know, or, you know way of life or whatever. Okay. Sage is used in India. Sage is used in Africa. Sage is used in America. Sage is used literally everywhere. Okay, um it is the most popular among Native American culture, but it is not not—it's not the only culture that sage on record, you know, has been used to cleanse spaces of negativity and evil spirits and, you know, to embrace positivity, um to just, you know, align your chakras and clear out your aura. Um it is just more well known with Native Americans and it it, it could have very much started with them. Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, however, if you were to be historically, you know, correct, everything started in Africa. Okay, even scientists will admit that. Um, But there are some, there are a lot of debates about Palo Santo, there's a lot of, you know, debates about juniper, about all these herbs that we use to cleanse ourselves, and that's considered a closed practice. Uh, What else is considered a closed practice? Practice uh, definitely would love to hear your thoughts about that, um, and not just with Sage. Uh, we're gonna definitely go down a little bit of a of a, a smaller you know rung of the ladder here. But Sage is the number one uh, debatable. Uh, spiritual practice that people just want to—they play a tug of war with when it comes to, um, you know, appropriation in general. Um, that is only to be used for Native Americans and only for the tribal practices. Um, I mean, that's really going to be a damper on the Wiccan community <laughs> um, because that's one of the most famous. Uh, Uh, Spiritual tools that is used in the Wiccan and Norse, Pagan and Celtic uh, religions and spiritual cultures. Um, Besides sage, though, uh, besides herbs, um, we can even go as far as to clothing, um, you know, candle burning, um, foods, oils, you know, the way we petition our ancestors that even having the belief of ancestors but what i really wanted to touch on today um you know to make a a bit of a more focal point would be um appropriating worshiping other deities okay so people want to keep you know spirituality out of religion However, usually it's through religion where we meet all of our gods um, and deities and spirit guides, right? That's really where we most meet them, where... uh Our parents take us to church or temple or mosque or wherever we go to worship. This is when we're introduced to either God, Jesus, Vishnu, you know, uh, our ancestors, you know, and all of our, maybe our, our hoodoo goddesses, Santa Morta, you know, and all of our, you know, people, you know, St. Jude, St. Michael and all, all those people. Um, however, um. For people who are more spiritual, we don't like to put a title, so to speak, on what it is we do. Uh, we do have people who are a little centered around a certain practice spiritually. That you could be centered around being Catholic, but you don't want to call yourself Catholic. Uh, you could be centered around, you know, voodoo, but you don't want to call it voodoo. You call it hoodoo, which is like a subculture of, of voodoo. It's like the not not the non-religious uh, part of voodoo. Okay, so when you want to deep dive into to that with the eclectic witches okay because people are becoming more and more eclectic um spiritually every day and when i mean eclectic i mean you've got people who are practicing reiki uh with the chakras with crystals and tarot cards and ancestors offerings down to sage and you know um Uh, Bendy dots on their forehead um, And they are not Hindu in particular Um, And I mean like you can get an all around eclectic witch Who's really practicing everything So that's kind of what I want to get into Um, I did have a friend in fact Refer to this spiritual appropriation type uh, Of eclectic witchcraft Or or eclectic spirituality as being So to speak a spiritual hoe Right. It's kind of like you dip and dive into all the gods and deities and spirit guides like a hoe. Like you just kind of like you only bother them when you need them or, you know, this particular god or goddess is good for this and good for that. Um, and it almost has you basically just dipping your ink in everybody or dipping your pen in everybody's ink. You know, it's kind of like, you know, maybe not a good look if if it were you to be physically involved with every single one of those gods or deities um, in a physical sense. But I mean, spiritually, yes, I could definitely understand that terminology <laughs> as being a spiritual hoe. Now, what exactly is being a spiritual hoe? <laughs> right. It's kind of like, oh, you know. It is the spring solstice, and it's time to honor Hecate and all these Norse and pagan gods. But then, you know, uh, fall rolls around, and it's time to acknowledge all of the Hindu and Indian gods. And then, you know, winter comes around, and now it's time to abide by all the Christian gods and saints and everything like that. And, you know, and so forth and so forth. Um, what, like, what... Are your thoughts about that in particular? Because we all know, a spiritual person that really just has basically no spiritual boundaries. Um, is that frightening? Is that concerning? You feel as though that is disrespectful. Do you feel as though people should stay within the bounds of what they were taught? Do you feel as though it is is it spiritually safe? Um, For someone to really do that Um, Do you feel as though You know that just might be uh, A little you know spiritually Irresponsible you know or Is that that like a cause for calamity uh, In a person's life does that Cause confusion and possibly A source of maybe mental Illness you know that is a conversation Uh, Or do you think the opposite Do you think that's a great way to explore The universe you think that's a great way To get familiarized with a lot Of people and how you know how They worship what they believe and just really absorb, you know, all of what life has to offer them in every spiritual way, in every spiritual form possible. I mean, we have people who are so spiritually eclectic that they go as far as to learning, you know, up to like 15 different languages and speaking them fluently just for the sake of worshiping deities, um, just for the sake of uh, fitting into, you know. Every culture that resonates with them. I'm not going to say every single culture would resonate with them. But I have, you know, been around with people who have a very diverse spiritual culture. I've seen, like, you know, very, you know, white lighter, you know, witches who use love and light. And they, and they, you know, they deal with... Um, catholic saints um but they go as far as to also honor um and worship and give offerings to baphomet um and then you know they worship lucifer on giving the historical context you know that wouldn't be uh that wouldn't be concerning for for us who had done our research to know that Lucifer is the morning star. But in a lot of biblical texts, he is considered to be the devil. However, like I said, you have to be more diverse and, ed- diverse and educated to not get concerned about that. However, um, to be involved with Baphomet and then be involved with Hecate, you know, and go as far as to be involved with Lilith. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Burping on my podcast. Um, so yeah so we see this spiritual diversity um and like i said like people will go as far as to you know making sure they know everything about them you know and it's kind of like do you think that that is a wrong thing to do do you think that is the right thing to do do you think that you know there should be some boundaries um, on people who are spiritually eclectic, um, for those of you who do shop in my shop at karmazaipsychic.com, I do have a variety of deities um, that are featured on my on my site. Where, as far as we go, as far as you know, the Far East, you know, I have things that are dedicated to Tyson Ye, yeah, uh, which is a you know Eastern god of money and wealth. Um, Mostly, you know, celebrated in China for the Chinese New Year. Very, you know, very, uh, very important, uh, holiday of that year. Uh, of every year, I'm sorry. Um, then we go as far as to having Rama and Sita, and that's something that is worshipped in, you know, India. Uh, then you have Lilith and, you know, Hecate and all these Norse and pagan gods. And then, you know, my website, I have, you know, Marie Laveau. Um, and a lot of hoodoo um, and voodoo, um, you know, deities, uh, Santa Morta and, you know, in the African culture as well. You know, and then the list goes on and on. I have St. Michael and St. Jesus and Solomon. You know, I kind of just go and try to map it all out. Um, but it is interesting to know, you know, how people feel. You know about this mixture of cultures you know is it scary is it enticing is it something we should be doing is it something that we you know are you know as an evolutionary species should be working toward you know to be more spiritually eclectic and it it would bring us more together or would it would it make us misunderstand each other more. Because I feel as though it would make us understand each other more when you given the similarities between all these cultures. It's almost like they're all the same per se, and just slapping different names on them. Um, Just in my opinion, I mean, I would love to hear what you feel about that. You know, how you know how confident are you to step out of your you know your basic or your supposedly you know. Your comfort zone spiritually to be a Catholic, to then give, you know, an offering to, you know, Rama, you know, and you're not originally Hindu, you know, of course, I do encourage people to do their own research. Uh, of course uh, How would you feel as a devout Catholic or Christian To then start honoring your ancestors That's a huge step You know when you're taught all your life To just honor Jesus um, Jesus Christ and the angels and everything like that And you know giving giving offerings Is only something that's given to him And then you start to spiritually awaken yourself And then you start giving Offerings to your ancestors um, You know is there any Guilt behind that is there You know is there uh, any hesitation you know, what are the questions, you know, what is the what would be the hold up or the hang up for you in particularly for that situation? Um, that is something I've always wanted to know, like, you know, when you, especially when you're a devout Christian in particular, um, what is giving offerings feel like for the first time? You know, how does it feel like what is it that is you though know, you feel like is missing that you finally have gotten that clarity on? Um, but definitely comment about that. That is something I want to know. All right, then moving on from just deities, because, you know, I'm very, like, you know, uh, knowledgeable about all the Greek goddess, gods and goddesses, because that's basically how my spiritual journey started. It basically started with um, Greek mythology. I studied that in high school, and for some reason, I kept getting A's on it. It fascinated me so much, even with all the dichotomy of where this... God came from, this goddess came from, and who Zeus slept with, this person and that person and this person transformed into that. Um, I was very fascinated, um, and I do not believe that they are old, I do not believe that they are gone. I do that they I do believe that they are very alive and well, just like Jesus is, and just like, you know, Hecate is, and just like um Rama and Tyson Yeah are, and Marie Laveau and, you know, Santa Morta and on and on. So um now, you know, spiritual appropriation moving on to like clothing you know and not just the culture just like being drawn to it you know does it feel weird that you're drawn to it especially if it's not your original culture is there some type of guilt toward there is there you know almost like like, like an awakening there you know where's the excitement is is there any excitement there do you know do you finally feel like you belong uh, in one culture or the other Both cultures, all of them um, Definitely something that I would Want to really get A lot of comments on A lot of conversation going about uh, That You know um I don't know. I didn't, couldn't figure out any other word to use than appropriation. I would almost say like spiritual assumption because spiritual assumption would be more tied to your location and tied to your racial and ethnic group. Where it's kind of like if you are Indian, you are assumed to be Hindu or Buddhist, you know, and if you're African American, you are assumed to be Christian or Catholic, you know, or some type of voodoo or, you know, uh, you know, some kind of African, you know, culture and Native American, and so on and so on. You know, it is, it does become a thing where you will see an African American female, you know, turn to Buddhism or Hinduism, and you know, vice versa. And I'm not on here to be offensive. I'm not on here to say anything wrong. So please do not get offended by anything that I am saying. Um, I'm just pointing out the, the names of the religions and cultures, um, and, you know, how we are molding into these things, um, regardless of our ethnic backgrounds and even the cultures we were brought up in. Um, there's a lot of talk and a lot of di, you know, division in families from people who grow up, you know, one culture to then become in another culture. And we see this divide The most, um, that gets the most attention is when people are, are raised in a Christian, um, in a Christian, uh, household. Now, not to, not to knock the other main religions of the world, okay? When you're born Jewish as well, when you're born Muslim, okay? Um, I do know those are like the three top religions of the entire world, okay? Um, but you see a lot of attention around, uh, being a christian in particular when changing your spiritual culture So when you go from going to church every sunday, which is ritualistic going to you know praising the jesus you know every sunday giving your physical money offering which is also ritualistic (laughs) okay to only praying to jesus and only to depend on him and then you grow up or grow out of that and then you decide hey i want to give homage to my ancestors and you know i feel really connected to you know other other gods you know such as lilith i'm a very powerful female and i feel very connected to her energy we all can always feel like we're missing something like we can be told what to do repetitively you know all of our lives but we always find something that is missing you can be taught to love certain people based on their race or based on their gender Uh, however the real you will always come out the real desires that you have will always be who you are and that is not limited to your spiritual self your spiritual self might say you know I you know I can really dig some of this Christian stuff however you know I'm really interested in what you know um, the Buddhists got going on and you know the burning of the incense and the praying and the needing for searching for peace. Um, That could just be who you are, your spiritual makeup, which is basically almost like your physical DNA. There is such thing as a spiritual DNA. Um, So we're, we're always going to connect to those parts that we feel, you know, that we belong to, that we feel connected to, regardless of our social Cultures, and regardless of our ethnic cultures, our, our ethnic boundaries, or you know, whatever limits you want to put on them, you know, our spirit will always um, defy them. They will always defy those those limits. Um, so, just to basically double back on, you know, what this whole entire episode is about just basically you know being drawn to things that are not in your natural environment your natural uh cultural environment spiritual you know social environment and things that you probably were not brought up on now however there is you know um a slither of us who you know have a culture where, you know, everything is always accepted. We are very eclectic. You know, a lot of people now are are growing to the idea of, you know, Allowing their children to be very diverse when it comes to, you know, religions and cultures now. I am seeing more and more of people teaching their kids about other cultures in their in their daily lives, in their homes. And being more, not only being more accepting, but just a, just a, a higher understanding. Uh, and I think that's a really beautiful thing uh, to teach the next generation. <laughs> Excuse me. Um... You know, the wisdom that we have accumulated as adults where it's kind of like I really wish somebody had taught me at a younger age to accept this more or to accept this first or really to, you know, even love myself first, you know, before I pick a partner and to really connect with my spirit before I start giving energy and, you know, uh, time to other, you know, entities and, and gods and stuff like that to understand my spirit first, you know, or vice versa to really understand. Understand, you know, um, that to see how we're all the same, you know, how we do have so many uh, similarities across the board. um, And to see that, you know, to rather be united rather than being spiritually divided. I know it sounds so cheesy. You know, it really is sounding really cheesy. Um, But let's face it. I mean, there's a lot of us right now who are even listening right now. Um, You are dedicated somewhere in your soul to teaching your children. Um, something completely different from what you were raised. Literally, hardly anyone that comes across my podcast or even my website or even me in particular, you are aligned with trying to find something more, or find something new. Literally, I am not the last stop. I am one of the stops on the way, usually. Um, never the final stop, no. Um, I am definitely grateful to have you, you know, you know, meet with me spiritually on as you know, on a collective, you know, uh, Plane <laughs> With all the other Spirits aligned With this purpose Of wanting to do more Know more See more And experience more um, And really to get Those conversations You know Had those conversations And to answer, answer Those questions You know Do you have friends That are very Spiritually diverse You know Their spiritual culture is Different from yours How are they the same And etc um, And that is going across Ethnic backgrounds as well Culture You know And location You know Where you are In the world You know Sometimes in the United States, you could just be literally two or three towns away from a completely different culture, you know, and some of us are more than willing to take those 30 minute drives to be connected to something that we feel as though resonates with us. And to be honest with you, most of us, most of us are awake in the inside. Not all of us express it, but most of us are awake on the inside, Okay, and we feel the passion of wanting more and experiencing more um a lot of hatred that comes for from you know people who um want to you know destroy you know or basically be uh, obscene to other people's ways of life um really don't have much understanding uh, of what it is that they are in fact uh You know, talking against. Um, There's a lack of understanding there. However, um, they're not limited to having a a higher understanding um, at some point in time. Okay, so you know we are all on this journey. Some of us are going slower than others. Of course, some of us are in a culture where it might not be accepted to do outside of what you are doing. However, in my opinion, though, I do feel very. Very sad about that because you know for those of you who know me I married outside of my race um, And that is (laughs) that is actually still to this day to be a very taboo thing to do even though people are doing it um, It is still a taboo thing to do it is very you know uh, just like spiritual culture it really is a leap of faith, so to speak, and you need faith really for anything spiritual um, and just having faith in something that is completely unknown to you. But you are willing to take the time and really elevate to those levels to get a deeper and higher understanding. So that concludes this episode. Of season two uh, about spiritual culture, um, I really, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really hope you guys can really ask a lot of questions, really answer some of these questions, and really have. You know, have these dialogues. You know, what do you think about it? What do you agree with? And what do you disagree with? I would literally love to hear all of your, all your thoughts about this. Um, because let's face it, like every day, every day, anytime, at any time, you could slip into someone else's spiritual culture and you might just love something about it. Right. It's just like you just get the whiff of the incense and you're just like, Oh my God. Like I am going to dive all into the Ramayana today because I'm feeling the spirit, because the spirit is connecting with me, and it is it is resonating with me. It's calling me, and why is it calling me, and why am I connected? It happens, guys. It totally happens. So this is Christina with Karma's Eye Psychic LLC on Universal Spirit Podcast. I hope you have a great night, and thank you for listening. Bye.